And hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Mer- uh, welcome to Lavender Hill here on KZUM Lincoln, KZUM HD, 89.3 on the FM and online at kzum.org. My name is Phil. I'm your host today, and i got to make sure that I've got everything going on here, right? Because I am going to be having a... Uh, uh, a guest today on the show, actually a couple of them. There we go. Got everything going right here. I hope, I think, I don't know. Is it going? Is it going? It seems to be. Anywho, so uh, yeah. Whew. You know, I get a little confused every once in a while when I'm doing something that I haven't done for a long time, and that's what's going on today. I'm playing around here doing this, that, and the other thing and making sure that it is all on the up and up. So, yeah, that was uh, Judy Small with Let the Rainbow Shine, title track off of that album of hers. And just got to make sure I've got everything right Got to get everybody in here. My goodness, my goodness. Okay. Ooh, there we go. They're starting to pop up. Slowly but surely. Annie Boo Boo. Hi. (laughs) How's everybody going on today here on Lavender Hill? That uh, is going to be a little bit of a mess here this morning, but we're going to make sure we have everybody ready to go. And all this all figured out here as soon as I... I'm doing it differently than I normally do, and I've kind of got myself a little messed up, so... All righty. So today on uh, Lavender Hill, we are going to be having a couple of special guests. It's been a while since I've done that, and let's hope that everything's going really, really good here. Uh, There we go. What do I want to do? What do I want to do? Oh, come on. Anywho, uh, guests, if you're there, go ahead and bring yourselves on the mic so that I know that I've got at least what I'm trying to do set up here. Hey, Phil, it's Dan. Hi. Oh, yeah, I can hear you fine. There we go. Wow. I am so out of practice with this. You would think that, you know, I would know what I'm doing, but it has been probably since about last summer since I've had somebody uh, for a Zoom interview. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness, I'm lost. (laughs) <laughs> there we go hey Gretchen do I hear you giggling back there too yes I'm giggling too <laughs> <laughs> all right there we go Woo. Uh, wow anywho uh we're here we're we're all here and we're ready to go uh with talking about Star City Pride yeah very exciting we've got uh, uh we've had a very busy year and we've got um uh a big weekend of events uh, planned for um, for Pride this year. Um, it's and it's crunch time. We're really coming down to it. So yeah, a little uh, more a than a activity. month to go. Yeah, the the clock's ticking. <laughs> we feel the pressure. Uh, the clock is ticking. That's for sure. So um, oh come on, Dan, you're old hat at this. You've done this for years. I've I've been around. I've been around uh, the Pride block a couple times. Sure. <laughs> So, um, should we should we talk about what what events are going on? Oh yeah, sure. And you know, make yeah. sure that everybody knows when, where, and you know how they might be able to get involved. I tried posting the volunteer link earlier this morning and mm-hmm. uh, 
Facebook didn't like what I was trying to do. So, oh, it, it, well, operator I, error. Yeah. I should have just cut well, and pasted instead of uh, you know tried to share. If any, um, if any other uh, operators out there want to try, go ahead and and uh, go to StarCityPride.org, and you can share the website address, or if you want to share the volunteer link, um, like Phil's doing. Um, you can share starcitypride.org slash volunteer. Um, it, Pride really runs on volunteers. It's an all-volunteer board, uh, the event itself. Uh, there's, I believe last year we had over 200 uh, volunteer hours uh, for folks. Uh, so we really depend on the community to step up and volunteer. So that's a great point, Phil. Um, starcitypride.org is where you're going to find a lot of the information for uh, for Pride itself. Um, we've got four days of activities planned this year, so there's a lot of information. Uh, June 16th, we're doing a pre-Pride event. Uh, we will have, um, basically it's like a networking beverages uh, kind of thing that turns into uh, an Art of Pride art auction. Uh, art of Pride we've done uh, two years previously. This will be the third year that we've done it. Uh, and we're also rolling uh, the Stellar Legacy uh, Award recipients uh, into into the evening. So um, Pre-Pride is, uh, is shaping up. Uh, we've also got two queer choirs now in Lincoln. Uh, one of them is going to be performing uh, that night, uh, and both choirs are going to be performing at Pride uh, June 17th and 18th uh, at the actual festival. Um, festival is going to be at Matt Lott again, which is... Um, 8th and S Street, approximately. Um, yeah, over there by that wonderful giant air conditioning unit. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, right behind the post office, uh, right behind the post office building downtown. Yeah. Uh, so we're back there again this year, uh, two days of, uh, of entertainment. Uh, we've got uh, a ton of vendors and community leaders are going to uh, be there local bands, uh, local performers. Um, we've got um, headliners and featured acts this year. Uh, TYB uh, is returning along with, uh, with their friends, West Korea and Miles Boulevard. Uh, they performed Friday night last year. They'll be back uh, this year. And they're going to pop up a, a couple times over the weekend. Cool, cool, um, we've cool. also got from um, Drag Race, uh, people familiar with the show, uh, Drag Race will recognize uh, Cynthia Lee Fontaine uh, and Morgan McMichaels are going to be there. So um, a lot of big stuff coming, uh, more announcements coming. Uh, so keep an eye on our social media and on starcitypride.org. Um, and then, Gretchen, do you want to talk about the parade? Uh, the, it's the yeah. second annual. Yeah, sure. We'll talk about the parade and then a, a couple things too, but let me backtrack on pride. I want to talk about our kids zone. Um, our kids zone is we actually have a vendor coming in that will be running that, that we're super excited about this year. So anyone with uh, family, kids, please feel welcome to come Saturday, um, Friday as well. But Saturday, they'll have some great games lined up. Um, we'll have beanbags, uh, all sorts of stuff for the kids. Um, so wanted to make sure that, that everyone knew about that as well. Um, and then, yeah, so for the parade, we're, we're once again um, marching around the Capitol. We are spreading love and light and positive messages. Um, we will be starting at 930 this year, um, which is a little bit earlier. Um, so we're asking folks to come out. Um, 
it, you're going to get a better spot the earlier you come. Um, the streets will be blocked off uh, from 8 a.m. on, so you're more than welcome to come out um, and and grab your spot on the lawn or on the sidewalk across the street from um, the Capitol Square. Um, but definitely come early. Last year we had thousands of folks line up, and it, it got pretty tight. Uh, we expect probably double the amount this year. Um, we'll have double the amount of vendors. Um, it's it's going to be a really exciting time um, once again. <laughs> the great addition this year is we will have porta potties. Yay! <laughs> we didn't have facilities last year. We didn't realize how, uh, how many folks would show up and and support support us. So um, we're we're excited about that, um, and we definitely need volunteers. Um, we we put out a, a call to action to all of the folks that that came out last year to volunteer. Um, so again, check out starcitypride.org um, slash volunteers uh, to, to see how you can sign up if you want to participate in the parade. Um, you can also head to our website. Um, we have spots for folks that just want to come and be part of the parade. Uh, so that that's really super important too. Um, and then I also want to announce that your lovely host is going to be our MC this year. So we are so excited to have you, Phil. I, and I mean, you were great as our grand marshal last year, but you know, it's going to be great to have you um, participating again this year and helping us out. We're so appreciative. <laughs> well, it's my honor and my pleasure to be uh, participating in the Pride Parade once again. And this is going to be a new experience for me. Closest <laughs> I've come to emceeing anything was uh, introducing a uh, independent musician when she came through Omaha a number of years ago. I think I also introduced her when she was in Lincoln for one of her shows a couple of years later. But uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, I, I, I've got lined up because, well, I've got a chrome dome. So I've got lined up a new hat coming in. And, you know, <laughs> anybody who's known me for a while knows that I love my hats. And I've also gotten uh, into my shopping cart there a, uh, a brand new rainbow shirt because, well, I need something new for a new experience, right? Woo, yes. <laughs> I'm even thinking since uh, I work from home right now that I might dye my beard rainbow colors. Okay. Oh, that All right. <laughs> I mean, considering it's almost completely white right now, that wouldn't be too difficult to uh, get some colors to take. <laughs> you know, just got to have yeah. some fun with it. And uh, it's going to be a great time. I know last year was quite the experience for everybody participating in the first ever live in-person Star City Pride Parade. Uh, and, you know, it was an honor to be one of the uh, Grand Marshals for that and seeing all those smiling faces and roaring crowd out there. I know it's going to be yeah, a great one again this year. It was overwhelming, I have to say. And, and two, we've got another exciting addition this year. Um, after the parade ends, which should be around, uh, depending on how many participants we have, between 1130 and 1145, we're going to corral everyone back over to Matt Lot, And then at 1 p.m., we will have our first ever pride your pet parade um at the festival lot and we again like another addition we you know we're growing we're expanding we're super excited so anyone anybody that has uh, a weekend pass or a ticket for saturday 
is invited to come and enter their pet in um, uh, to be judged on how they're dressed and, and it's open to all different types of pets and we'll be awarding prizes and all sorts of fun stuff. So we definitely want to make sure that we're, we're telling folks about that too. Now that's going to be interesting, entertaining, and a little bit frightening at the same time. <laughs> we're we're excited to see uh, how creative uh, pet owners uh, can be when it comes to priding their pets. <laughs> well, I know over the years at uh, Star City Pride, I've seen uh, quite a few dogs uh, all decked out mm. in pride gear. So uh, yeah. you know that I'm I'm expecting you know no matter what, but it's like cats, birds, reptiles. Oh my goodness, someone asked about a fish. So we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. That could be interesting. <laughs> well, Pride your fish. <laughs> Rainbow Tetra or something like that, that could work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. That's going to be a fun time too. And I am really looking forward to uh, working with everybody involved and having you be more involved in uh, shows leading up to it. Uh, so, you know, consider that almost like an open invitation to uh, either uh, call in or uh, with, I need right now 48 hours notice, uh, one of you can join me in the studio and it would be great to have somebody here the weekend before. That's for sure. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's, I, there's one thing I'm really going to miss this year though. What's that? Mrs. Ukulele. Oh, you got. Oh, yes. But I know she's involved in the Chicago uh, Pride stuff going on this year, too. So mm -hmm. she's not missing out. We just get to miss out on her. Mm. That's right. We do. We do miss uh, Mrs. Ukulele. Yeah, her and Amanda Lynn, a great pair of uh, performers. A great family, too. Oh, yes. So uh, I know Kevin's not here today, and he's been kind of like the, the spearhead behind the parade, at least getting it all started. So, uh, Kevin, I know you're listening. Thank you for all your hard work thus far. Looking forward to seeing you next month for the Pride Festival and Parade. And uh, anything else you two would like to share this visit? Uh, you know, I, I think I would just want to add that, you know, our theme this year is community and unity. And um, if you watch the news for more than a couple minutes, you're aware of, um, of how unified we should all be right oh, now. Most and, definitely. Um, so, yeah, we're really focusing on that theme on bringing together community voices and um, and creating a fun, positive atmosphere for um, for for everyone. Yeah, most definitely a great theme once again, uh, and you know, timely, of course. Uh, so, oh, a couple of little reminders about the parade, and we'll remind you about this again when we get a little bit closer. Since it is around the Capitol building, there are certain regulations we have to follow, and what might those be, Gretchen? Um, yes. So, if you are not in in an approved vendor, I guess I should say, or approved participant. You cannot walk in the streets. Um, so as much as we love to have folks, we, we do have to follow um, city codes uh, with organizing um, and having folks participate. The deadline um, to get your participation in is three weeks prior to the event. 
Um, so that brings it to the tail end of June. Uh, if you do want to participate or your business wants to participate, we'd love to have you. You mean we the just tail need to end of May? Make sure that you're on our roster. Um, another thing to note, too, is there's no throwing of any uh, tchotchke items or giveaways or anything like that. Um, the no candy, no beads. All, yeah, no. You can hand them out if you're mm. participating or if you're on the sides. There's also, too, um, no selling of uh, any type of merchandise um, or anything like that if you're showing up to the parade. We ask that you're there to enjoy the fun, um, enjoy the spectacle of it all. But, um, you know, please don't show up to promote your business. Um, uh, also, too, another thing that we need to keep in mind is that anything that does end up on the streets, we as volunteers need to clean the streets. Um, so we do a nice sweep. And last year was wonderful. We had... Um, spectators um, helping us out to sweep the streets up so that we don't uh, so that we aren't billed by the city for uh, cleaning fees and the last thing is that um, just a reminder if we have protesters which we we did uh, kind of a last minute thing last year we didn't find out until a few days before um, if we do have spectator or, or protesters again um, the LPD has asked us to um, not engage with them. Um, you know, our message is to, um, uh, you know, bring love and light around the Capitol and uh, unity and inclusivity. And we just don't have time for negativity um, and engaging with uh, anyone that's negative or protesters or anything like that, you know, just doesn't solve anything and it only hurts us. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I liked what did happen last year with that uh, small group of protesters that were there. The uh, the bikers, when they went by in the parade, they revved their engines to drown them out. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. yeah, that was great. And I'm sure if we have something like that happen again this year, there'll be somebody in the uh, in the parade that'll be like, okay, let's let's you know we can. We can counter protest without actually engaging. Rev those engines, make the, the crowd roar and all that, just drown out the hate with love. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And you know when the Max um, came by with their, their big huge float with all of the gorgeous pink flamingos, they actually tranked their music up, which I thought mm -hmm. was was awesome too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's going to be a fun time. I'm uh, going to try to get over my uh, my nervousness of it. As uh, you both know, I do great in front of a microphone as long as nobody can see me. So it's going to be a little bit different having you know all those people oh, that can see amazing. me. Oh yeah, I'll I'm just gonna, I'll take my glasses. I'm going to add off. a little partition to my shopping list, and we'll just hide you <laughs> behind there on the Capitol steps. Nah, nah, nah. I'll just take my uh, my vision glasses off and have uh, you know it's probably going to be a bright sunny morning, so I'll have my sunglasses on no matter what and that always makes it a little difficult to make out don't don't Jesus. be nervous it's gonna be great it's gonna be a great time oh yeah I, I know it will be it's just you know it's all it's a new experience for me just like uh, the whole thing was a new experience for everybody last year and of mm -hmm. course everybody who's been involved with star city pride over the years you know they all have had their first time experiences with things so you yeah. know i just uh, you know, put on the pride instead of swallow the pride and have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> we can't wait. We can't wait. All right. Is there anything else you two would like to add before I let you go? 
Uh, you know what? Happy Mother's Day. How about oh, that? Yes, definitely. Happy Mother's Day. And we do have tickets on sale, too. So it, you can log in and get your Pride tickets, your festival tickets now, if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be sure to make uh, that uh, link available on the Lavender Hill Facebook page uh, later today. And probably, you know, might even just pin it to the top of the page so people see it through. That'd be fantastic. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Gretchen. Thank you, Dan. It's been great having you on. Sorry I was a little disorganized at the beginning of things, but uh, hey, it came off without too bad of a hitch. Uh, not a problem at all. No worries. Thanks, Phil. Thanks for having us. Yes, Thanks, thank you. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Now, if I can get out of my Zoom screen. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. So I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, Get some music going here for us before we take our bottom of the hour break. And then when I come back, I'm going to be talking about some of the issues that we were just mentioning with the need for unity in community. So let's go ahead and hear from uh, uh, the Berkeley Women's Music Collective with Gay and Proud. All righty, and we're back. More Lavender Hill here on KZUM. It was great to have Gretchen and Dan from Star City Pride on talking about what's coming up in just over a month from now. And just to clarify the deadline for uh, participation in the parade as a vendor or a float or something like that is uh, coming up the end of this month. So uh, here we go. We're going to talk about rainbow washing since Pride is just around the corner. Uh, and big brands are switching gear here real soon to monetize the rainbow. In the last decade alone, it's clear to see companies have caught on to the fact that LGBTQIA folks, well, we actually buy things. In fact, we buy quite a lot of things. Enough things that companies have realized that it might actually be worthwhile to try and appeal to us. So we start buying their things as well. And thus, rainbow washing was born. We've all seen it. Uh, actually, uh, the Human Rights Campaign has a list of companies that do it, as well as a list of companies that are intentionally celebrating pride, not just trying to take advantage of it. And you're wondering, what is rainbow washing? Well, rainbow washing, as defined by the Urban Dictionary, is the act of using or adding rainbow colors and or imagery to advertising, apparel, accessories, landmarks, in order to indicate progressive support for LGBTQI equality and earn consumer credibility, but with a minimum of effort or uh, uh, pragmatic results. In layman's terms, in other words, uh, rainbow washing is when a business, conglomerate, or other for-profit organization uses the rainbow pride colors to support, or excuse me, to suggest to consumers that they support the LGBTQI community without having to put in actual effort or produce a tangible outcome for queer folk. And like I said, we've all seen it. We're all quite aware that it's there. And there's lots of us that assume that as soon as we see rainbow type stuff, that, well, of course it is pride season, but we also assume that those businesses are supporting us. That's not always the case if you look at what goes on elsewhere with the company. So use your own best judgment in uh, purchasing from companies that don't support 
very obviously, year-round. Uh, that being said, there are quite a few companies out there that do support year-round and have been in the news, not just during Pride season, about their support and usually having something to do with the backlash of that. I mean, we all remember the uh, the uh, one million moms or whatever they're called uh, and their, uh, their call for a boycott on Target, as an example, because of their uh, gender-inclusive... Uh, children's department and i'm sure there's going to be even more coming up about that because target has just begun offering binders in the stores in the youth clothing departments so think about that one all righty well i'm going to post an article to the lavender hill page from urban list about rainbow washing so you can read more of that in detail later on but I want to move on to some other stuff that's going on as well uh, and make sure that I have music lined up for later in the show, too. Uh, all right. Well, here's a name that I haven't used very much. Ben Shapiro, according to an article on LGBTQNation.com that was posted by uh, Daniel uh, Villarreal. On Thursday, May 15th, 2022, Ben Shapiro wants the Supreme Court to overturn marriage equality. We all know that is a distinct possibility with what's going on uh, in regards to Roe v. Wade. Anti-LGBTQ pundit Ben Shapiro says the Supreme Court should overturn its 2015 decision legalizing same-sex marriage, but he doesn't believe the court actually will. Shapiro made his comments while addressing the recent Supreme Court leak of its upcoming abortion ruling. The ruling shows that the court has voted to overturn Roe v. Wade, the 1973 court decision that protects the right to abortion, along with many other things. Hello, patient bill of rights, HIPAA. Uh, legal experts, LGBTQ activists, and allies worry that the ruling's reasoning will be used to overturn the court's other landmark civil rights decision based on the same due process argument as Roe, such as the rulings legalizing same-sex marriage and ending sodomy laws. Uh, ben Shapiro said on his uh, sh uh, show, the Ben Shapiro show on The Daily Wire, Obergefell is a bad Supreme Court decision, and if we had a Supreme Court worth its salt, they would overturn Obergefell. But they're not going to, he said during the May 4th installment of that show. He then said that Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito wrote numerous times in his leaked decision that his ruling would have no impact on other cases of different lines, which is a clear reference to Obergefell, uh, uh, Mr. Shapiro claimed. Democrats know that the abortion issue is not a winner, he went on to say, so they're trying to expand it out. Well, you never know. The Supreme Court, they might go after gay rights. They might go after same-sex marriage, to kind of uh, paraphrase him there. Uh, the same Supreme Court in which Neil Gorsuch idiotically ruled that the Civil Rights Act of 1964 covers transgender people is now going to overrule Obergefell. Shapiro thinks. All right. Well, that being said, a uh, companion article, if you will, to that, also from... Uh, the uh, the website there, lgbtqnation.com, published the next day, again by Daniel Villarreal, uh, Friday, May 6, 2022. The lawyer who helped win marriage equality says it's safe from the Supreme Court. 
Uh, LGBTQ people have worried that the Supreme Court could overturn its 2015 ruling legalizing same-sex marriage after a leak this week revealed the court's plan to overturn Roe v. Wade. However, Douglas Howard uh, Dreimeyer, uh, one of the lawyers in the Obergefell v. Hodges case that legalized same-sex marriages, has said the large number of married same-sex couples will make the 2015 ruling difficult to overturn. As he told Business Insider, we should be careful not to assume that Obergefell would be on the chopping block. An estimated 560,000 same-sex couples in the U.S. are married, according to the U.S. Census Bureau's 2019 American Community Survey. Under all of these, or excuse me, undoing all of these marriages would make it very difficult to unwind the 2015 court decision, the lawyer said. The reliance interest of already married same-sex couples are extremely powerful and would be an enormous obstacle both practically and legally to any attempt to undo Obergefell, he went on to say. And in his leaked opinion overturning Roe v. Wade, conservative Justice Samuel Alito said that the Constitution only protects rights that are quote, deeply rooted in this nation's history and tradition, end quote. And he specifically listed Obergefell v. Hodges as an example of the Supreme Court decision that protected a right that was not so deeply rooted. He used similar reasoning to argue against same-sex marriage in his past dissent against the Obergefell case, according to Vox journalist Ian uh, Melheiser. <clears throat> Pardon me. However, Howard Dreimeyer disagrees with Alito's take. Obergefell is an extension of a long-recognized fundamental right to marry, he said. If you're going to overturn Obergefell, you have to perhaps overturn a bunch of decisions on which heterosexual couples have relied on as well. I'll let you read the whole article for yourself over there on LGBTQNation.com. I'll be posting that link to the Lavender Hill page. And the last thing before I go to a little music break here, some Republican senators have demanded warning labels for TV shows with LGBTQ characters. Uh, according to an article by Bill Browning on LGBTQNation.com. Yes, that is my main source for today. I apologize for keeping it limited. Uh, this was published on Friday, May 6th. Um, Five Republican senators have written a letter to the TV Parental Guidelines Monitoring Board demanding a warning for parents that a show includes LGBTQ characters. Simply the mention of LGBTQ people makes the show, quote, sexually related content, they say, intended for mature audiences only. Uh, Senators Roger Marshall of Kansas, Mike Lee of Utah, Mike Braun of Indiana, Kevin Kramer of North Dakota, and Steve Daines of Montana penned the outrageous letter to the board. Uh, to quote from that letter, in recent years, concerning topics of a sexual nature have been aggressively politicized and promoted in children's programming, including irreversible and harmful experimental treatments for mental disorders like gender dysphoria. To this end, we strongly urge you to update the TV parental guidelines and ensure they are up to date on best practices that help inform parents on this disturbing content. What? Uh, they quickly tried to tie the effort to GOP attacks on Disney over their opposition to Florida's Don't Say Gay Law. Republicans have tried to label anyone supportive of LGBTQ rights as a groomer. And I talked about that last week. 
in an attempt to paint gay and transgender people as child predators. Uh, what? I thought we were beyond that. I think I said that last week, too. Uh, but just to clarify for anybody who may not have been listening last week, grooming is a set of manipulative behavior sexual predators use to gain access to potential victims, to coerce them to agree to the abuse, and to reduce the risk of getting caught. According to the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, RAIN, the process usually involves training the victims to keep secrets from adults they trust and desensitizing them to sexual discussion and touching. I don't think that's happening near as much as the not-so-grand old party thinks. Uh, producing shows that include LGBTQ characters is not grooming. The religious right and Republicans have claimed that gay and trans people negatively affect children for years, despite evidence that gay and lesbian parents raise the most well-adjusted children. To the detriment of children, gender dysphoria has become sensationalized in the popular media and television with radical activists and entertainment companies, the senators claimed in their letter. This radical and sexual sensation not only harms children, but also destabilizes and damages parental rights, they continued. Considering that the cognitive markers of sexual desire emerge during puberty when adolescents undergo natural hormonal and physiological changes, it is wholly inappropriate to display this content in a TVY7 category and for other young audiences, they continued. This dialogue often involves the promotion of irreversible experimental treatments that involve surgical and otherwise invasive cosmetic procedures that are detrimental and life-altering and that do not evidence medical necessity. The motivations of hypersexualized entertainment producers striving to push this content on young audiences are suspect at best and predatory at worst, they said. Uh, Evan Hurst from uh, Wonkett points out, it's easy to laugh at, but what the senators are asking is for the TV to alert fundamentalist Christian bigot parents to the existence of LGBTQ characters. Because these parents believe that if nobody ever puts the idea of LGBTQ people in their kids' heads, that their kids will not turn out to be LGBTQ. Yes, it's the height of abject stupidity, he went on to say. But they really do believe it because they've brainwashed, they've been brainwashed to believe it. They still think you catch the gay or the transgender from external forces. And in their futile desperation, they really want to keep that from happening because they are busy grooming their children to grow up to be heterosexual, cisgender, fundamentalist bigots. That is according to Evan Hurst. Let you decide on your own about that, but uh, I think it would be a dangerous move considering that it is misinformation. None of these programs that are aimed at uh, the, uh, the Y7 audience or uh, even up to uh, early adolescence are talking about irreversible changes. They're not, they're not talking about... Uh, hormone blockers. They're not talking about uh, transitional surgery. They're not talking about, uh, you know, children having sex. They're talking about and sharing and explaining and showing that it is natural. It is okay to be gay. It's okay to be lesbian. It's okay to be bisexual. It's okay to be transgender. It's okay to be non-binary. It's okay to be asexual. It's okay to be this. It's okay to be that. It is healthy. It is educational and it is needed, at least in my opinion.
All right, that being said, let's go ahead and have some music here. And uh, we'll just see what happens as uh, time allows, since we've got uh, nine minutes left in the show. All righty there. That was uh, Love is Love from Amazon Warrior Princess by Big Bad Gina. And, uh, you know, I am running really low on time here, uh, but that's what it is. We get to have a little bit of fun when we have an interview during the show. It uh, totally changes my format, and I love it. And once again, thank you to Gretchen and Dan from Star City Pride for zooming in for the show for the first part of it this morning to talk about Star City Pride Festival and the parade. And again, I am so honored to have been asked to be the MC for the parade. I'll have one or both or maybe even somebody else from Star City Pride on in the very near future and, of course, the weekend before to make sure everybody knows what's going on. If you want to get involved and find out more about what's going on, check out starcitypride.org. There's still volunteer opportunities as well as still opportunities to uh, get registered for participation in the parade or a vendor booth at the festival. All righty. Well, I had more stuff that I could have talked about, but I'll I'll post those links for you on the Lavender Hill page for uh, KZUM, and we'll just go from that there. You know, Facebook, there's, there's the word I was looking for, Facebook. Wow. It's been a morning. If you've been with me since nine, you know what kind of a morning it's been. All righty. Well, I'm getting ready to hand things over to Deb Anderson on the women's show, and she's got quite the lineup for you today. She's going to be uh, interviewing Darlene Cooper uh, from Wild Blue Herons, and then Eldonna Rayburn's going to be uh, stopping in for a little bit, sharing some native flute music. Uh, which is part of a larger presentation she shares at local assisted living facilities. And after that, Ed Rumbaugh is going to be joining her, Mr. Jazz himself, as she put it uh, in her Facebook posting. He'll be playing new music from some of the most innovative jazz women instrumentalists performing today and explore their connections to the foremothers of progressively intuitive instrumental jazz. All righty. Well, happy Mother's Day to everybody, uh, whether you have biological children, adopted children, foster children, chosen children, fur babies, scaly babies, or feathered babies, or for whatever reason you do not have children. Happy Mother's Day to you all. And uh, if you have that kind of a relationship and you can, don't forget to call your mother, whoever she may be. All righty. Well, Speaking of mothers, I've got an interesting uh, cover. You've heard me play it before. Of Mrs. Brown, You've Got a Lovely Daughter. That's what we're going to go out with as I hand things over to Deb with the Women's Show. Stay tuned for that. Uh, Back at the Chicken Shack and all the other wonderful programming here on KZUM. I'll catch you next week, rain or shine.